Hi, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Susan Desenzi. In today's episode, Accidents, Gratitude, and Love, Ties That Bind, I really want to dive in to something that recently happened with my 30-year-old son, whereby he was in a car accident that totaled his vehicle, and all of the pieces that come with a shocking, unexpected experience like that, and how I was able to, and my family, go into a place of gratitude, not just that he ultimately was okay, but all of the other pieces that kind of come with something that's unexpected and scary, and how I was able to kind of go into this place of gratitude in a different way, and and how really when something shocking and traumatic or unexpected happens, how we can shift our perspectives and find the gratitude and the love and have that bind us together so that we keep taking steps forward on our journey. We are all on this path of evolution and growth, and sometimes it's hard to see. So as you listen in today, I invite you to Look at how this applies to you and how it applies to the various things you've experienced either in the past or maybe currently and how you can shift that perspective ever so slightly. And please reach out to me at Susan at SusanDesenzi.com. If you are struggling with anything regarding your own kind of experiences that cause you to not be able to move into a place of gratitude because there's nothing more that I would love to see but you continuing to walk on your path within your journey of evolution and growth. I hope you enjoyed today's show. You know, it's one of those things when something traumatic happens and you're in this state of shock and adrenaline rush and you kind of make this list of things that you have to do. And I'm recording this today just a little over 48 hours after my 30-year-old son was in a very uh, bad car accident. And his car was totaled, but here's the thing, he's okay. Both he and the other driver nearly had a full head-on collision, and they both walked away. And so today I really want to dive into gratitude, but I want to dive into gratitude in a different way than just, you know, be grateful kind of thing. Because, you know, when he called and said, hey, I've been in this accident, you need to come over here, and it was literally like a block and a half from our home. And, you know, they always say that accidents happen within like a mile or two miles from your home. Believe that because it's more often true than not. I just kind of went into gear. You know what I mean? I got the call. It was about 1230 in the morning. And I just, boom, went into gear. It was, there wasn't time to think, oh my God, is he okay? Obviously, he's calling me so he can speak. It was just that situation of get dressed, wake up the husband, get up, go. 
right? And and see what the deal is. Assess it. Figure it out. And we did that. And as we pulled up on the scene, we're like, oh, my God, because we're seeing both the cars and just going, holy crap, what happened? And evidently, the uh, other driver was heading westbound on this road and he stated that something pulled out in front of him, like, or not pulled out, but like an animal or something darted in front of him. And to avoid hitting the animal, he swerved to the left, his left, which would put him in the oncoming path of my son's car, which was going eastbound. So he crossed the center line and hit my son nearly head on, not, not quite, kind of middle of the car, you know, in the front over on the driver's side. And it totaled both their vehicles. Um, but again, they were both completely fine. My son, after watching him for about uh, 12 hours or so, and, you know, it, things are always a little bit worse as time goes on, like whiplash and bruising and muscle kind of aches and pains and things like that, I decided it was time, whether he wanted to or not, to get him checked out. So we went over to our like ER and had him checked out and they x-rayed and they CAT scanned and things like that. And they said, thank God there's no internal bleeding or broken bones because where the seatbelt had crossed his chest, there was some significant bruising and swelling around his liver area. So, and there was a tenderness in his belly. So the doctor wanted to make sure that there was nothing going on internally um, and there wasn't, thank God. But the idea was that I didn't have a moment to think about things. I didn't have a moment to like really worry and be nervous. And at the same time, I was grateful from the beginning when we pulled up on the scene because he was okay. He was standing there. He was talking to the police officers. He was talking to us. And he was walking and he was moving. And, you know, we said to him, are you sure you don't want to go to the hospital now and get checked out? No, no, no. I just, you know, it, it's he was still in a state of shock, right? So he's not feeling it as much as he did hours later. And then, you know, even yesterday. And I really just kind of wanted to dive into how when you're in that state of shock, when a trauma happens and you're in that state of shock and you're in that state of like, get into gear and make the list and what do we need to do? We need to call, we need to get the police report from the police and we need to call the insurance company and we need to start, you know, putting feelers out for another car and, you know, all this stuff that you have to do that it can sometimes over, you know, shadow and cloud your ability to feel gratitude and to feel really grateful or to feel really blessed or to just sit back for a moment and then allow your body to unwind. And this happened again about uh, 1230 in the morning. And I did not have a chance to really unwind until about 36 hours later, where then I was finally able after dealing with all of, you know, the stuff that we had to do and take care of and the calls that had to be made and the places we had to go to sign off on this or take care of 
you know, that or whatever it was that, you know, kind of we had to do before I could sit down exhausted, barely have slept and really take some deep breaths and then just kind of go, oh my fucking God, he could have been killed. He could have been severely injured. This could have been just a a horrific, horrific tragedy. And instead, I am grateful. I am deeply, deeply grateful that not only is he okay and it just has suffered some minor injuries and bruising and things like that, that he'll recover from. And a car is replaceable. And the other driver was okay too, as far as we knew at the time of the accident. He looked fine. He was walking around talking to the police too. So, you know, but again, that adrenaline and other chemicals in your body are, have kicked in and, and caused you to kind of go into overdrive mode. But I, I really then could sit down and say, wow, look at how close we came to tragedies that, that sometimes we're not even aware of, right? You know, like that we were aware of. That was an accident. It was clear. It could have been much worse. And if you know me and have listened to the show for a while, you know that I'm not big on the woulda, coulda, shouldas. I don't live from that place. I don't speak from that place. I don't, my thoughts don't go to that place of the woulda, coulda, shouldas. It's in the past. It's done. Deal with it now at this point move through the feelings and the thoughts and allow your behaviors and your beingness to come from that place of blessings and gratitude and learning opportunities to grow and evolve on this journey in life, right? Because bad shit happens sometimes. We have the ups and the downs and the ups and the downs and the twists and the turns and we get thrown, you know, curveballs and fastballs and sometimes we get hit with a ball. But it's really about being able to kind of sit back then and really look at the whole situation and feel into all of that. And so when I was able to do that about 36 hours later, and I took that breath, I found that my body was absolutely worn out, just flat out exhausted physically from the lack of sleep and the constant motion of being on the phone or being in the car and driving places and dealing with all of this. But more importantly, I was able to feel and allow the tears to come at, at kind of the, the gravity of it. Tears of wow and of sadness that he just came off this weekend of uh, an incredible amount of fun after going to a festival that he'd been looking for, a music festival that he'd been looking forward to for months and months, and also of sadness that this had um, happened to him and that he was now having to deal with all of this as well. And really the trauma of it, of just driving down the road to go to a uh, a Walgreens to pick something up and, and all of a sudden having this accident and this trauma and this scary thing that happened. And I allowed the tears of joy and gratitude to come through too, 
that he was okay and that cars are replaceable and that he is not and that he's here and walking and talking and breathing and laughing and crying. I allowed everything to be present in my body. I allowed the, the rampant thoughts that started racing through my mind when I gave myself that moment to sit down and take that breather when I could. All of a sudden, then the thoughts are just like pouring through my mind and flooding my awareness with all of the woulda, couldas, and shouldas, and with all that remained to still have to do from this point forward. And the idea was that the singular feeling that was really more prevalent, to be honest with you, was one of gratitude. And I know we talk a lot, you know, you hear it all the time about your attitude of gratitude and write in a gratitude journal. And, and I'll offer that up to you guys later too, to, you know, sit down and, and write a gratitude journal every day. Because you know what? It helps. It helps when things like this happen to remember to move into a space of gratitude within yourself. And instead of focusing on just the negative, to focus on that gratitude. But the truth is, it's hard to, to move into that gratitude when a traumatic thing happens or a shocking thing happens or something is causing you to have to go into drive mode and check off kind of all the things that have to be done when you're dealing with a certain situation. So it, it's tough. And this is the whole point of this show is that it's about integrating the humanness of us with our divinity, with that place within, that spiritual place within that is part of our oneness and our divinity that allows us to move into a, gra a feeling of gratitude or a feeling of love or a, feel of a, a feeling of appreciation. And at the same time, when you're dealing with the human parts of us, that feel the sadness or the shock or the anger or the frustration, or we're having thoughts like that, it's really hard to blend the two. So, you know, and that's the whole purpose of this show is to learn how to navigate this human experience in a way that allows us to still be human and allows our expansion within of the divinity within us of that kind of spiritual nature of who we are, of the core. And so while I really did not and felt like I could not give myself that space for those first 36 hours, because of all the doingness that was required to take care of all this and start putting things in motion, when I had that moment to breathe and I could, I did. And I allowed it to expand completely. And yes, while I'm incredibly grateful that he is okay and we have put things in motion, there's a deeper gratitude. One that is really a learning opportunity for my growth and evolution and movement forward within this situation that while his journey my son's journey is different than mine, 
with respect to him being the driver of the accident, you know, of his car and being involved in the accident directly, my part, the journey within me, is about how I can feel the gratitude and I can feel the frustration for my family and all that it entails for us, how I had to set aside, you know, the last couple of days of working and my clients and doing the things that I would normally do day to day. I had to set all that aside and push everything forward in order to help deal with all of this. It's also about um, my frustration for him with this happening, with what he has to deal with now and getting a new car and being without a car for a while and picking up the rental car and just kind of all the pieces he's missing some days of work and, you know, the worries and the fears that he might have about that and his job and, you know, all of the pieces. It's so, there's such an intricacy and an intertwinement that happens when you're in a family dynamic and something like this happens. And so many people may be involved with the different parts that they have to play, but that's all their individual journeys. And so my journey is different than my husband's journey with this and different than my son's journey with this. And so it really became this awareness that I can feel the gratitude that he's okay, but that I can also feel the gratitude that I could go into drive mode, that I wasn't the type of person that in a crisis or in a tragic or shocking kind of experience or situation that comes about suddenly, I didn't fall apart. And I didn't like, oh my God, what's going on? What's happened? Is he okay? Before I even get there, it was like, when I got the call, I took some deep breaths and I went into drive mode and I got dressed and like I said, I woke my husband up and we got in the car and calmly drove over there, not fast, not like, oh my God, we got to get there immediately. We just, we drove the speed limit. Again, it was only like, you know, a block and a half, two blocks away. And we turned the corner and we see the police cars and we, the police officer is, is wanting us to reroute on that road because of the accident. And I roll the window down and I tell him that's my son. And he says, okay, then just park over there next to the squad car off, off the road a bit. And I just pull up and I put the car in park and we get out. We don't run over there, race over there or go, oh my God, what happened? We just walk over there and I go up to him and I give him a, a huge hug and I say, are you okay? And he says, yes. And I give him a kiss and I'm like, you sure you're okay? Do you want to go to the hospital? He's like, no. And, and of course he's upset because he's like, you know, typical 30-year-olds like, what the F and oh my God and all this stuff. And I'm like, Kyle, just calm down, relax. It's okay. You're, you're alive. You're walking, you're standing. Cars are replaceable. And then he kind of takes a breath and calms down a little bit. And then we just kind of go into action. And we talk to the police officers and we go through the car and we get out all of his personal belongings that you know, we need to get out. 
And that was kind of, you know, the extent of it in that moment, right? It's like, we could have been much more uh, dramatic and much more expressive in our emotions and in our behaviors. But we just kind of went into this place of let's take care of what needs to be taken care of. Let's do what needs to be done. And then we'll figure out all the other stuff. So it was really an example of one step at a time, one baby step, one small step at a time. And we'll take care of the next thing after we take care of this thing. And I would love to, you know, have you kind of think about how you have or haven't maybe done that in your own life. Because as I sat back 36 hours later and was able to take that breather, I looked at that a little more closely and went, you know, that that has been for me a bit of a kind of a normal way I behave in kind of a crisis, uh, shocking, unexpected kind of situation that might arise. But you also have to remember what I do for a living. And that is that I'm a licensed therapist and coach. I have worked in prison before. I've worked at the VA. I've worked with some very um, challenging populations who are sometimes engaging in behaviors very unexpectedly. And I also had trained in nonviolent uh, non-physical crisis intervention, and I had been an instructor. So like, I, I understand crisis from a different perspective than maybe, maybe you do. And maybe not, I hope not, but maybe that's the case. And if that is, then I would kind of invite you to think about how, if you come up against an unexpected situation that creates a wealth of different emotions for you in that moment of shock, of fear, of frustration, of anger, of anything that's intense. Do you kind of go into drive mode for yourself and just kind of that doing mode of, okay, we got to take care of this and this and this more calmly? Or do you find that your emotions are over and thoughts are overwhelming you in that moment and it's a bit of a struggle because I think what allowed me to kind of feel more gratitude in that moment, even driving up on the accident, of course, yes, again, for the 18th millionth time, it was about him standing there and seeing him stand there and knowing that he's not on a stretcher and he's not unconscious and he's not bleeding but the deeper gratitude was just about the fact that shit happens in life. This was another example of how some you can be thrown this major curveball and the path that you think you're on is taking you down one lane and one direction and all of a sudden you get knocked off that path and put on another path and you're like, what the hell? And all of the thoughts and emotions that go with that, that you're unsure of how to deal with this next thing or what's the next step to take now on this part of the path, because I was on that other path and now I'm on this path and I don't even understand this path or why I'm on this path. And 
you just then take a step back, you look at it, and you look at the kind of steps that are needed to take, you evaluate it, you assess that kind of whole situation, you take a couple of deep breaths, if and when your emotions and your thoughts are running rampant in your mind and body, and you're trying to deal with it while on this new path, because it's such a surprise and a shock in this moment, you just take those couple of deep breaths, feel a sense of gratitude for that path, because there is a reason that you have been pushed off that old path onto this path. There is a reason and part of your evolutionary journey to become fully expressed and the fully expressed spiritual human that you are. You may not see what that reason is in the moment, but it doesn't mean you can't have a sense of gratitude for it, even if you don't really know what it is. And that's okay. And because I didn't allow myself that moment until 36 hours later to really look at it, the truth was I felt pretty exhausted. I felt exhausted physically, of course. I felt exhausted emotionally. I felt exhausted spiritually. I felt exhausted mentally. It was like my brain was mush. I was tired of thinking about this. I was tired of dealing with phone calls and police officers and tow companies and you name it, just all kinds of stuff. But the truth was, when I sat down later, I was grateful for all of it because I saw that part of my journey, the role I played in this and the part that was for me, and not just being a part of his journey on this too, but my journey was to really allow myself to feel into all of it and to just feel it really, really feel it in my mental body, my psychological body, my spiritual body, and my physical body, and my emotional body, and to allow it to be totally present and me being totally aware of all the different sensations in my physical body as well as the other bodies within me, and to really step back for a second and just say, wow, what an amazing life that we have all, you know, the opportunity to live in. And even when it looks like the circumstances are shitty or what we're up against is challenging and very difficult, there is opportunity and moment to grow and evolve. And even if I don't see the gift in this right now, which I do now, but at the moment, obviously, you know, I didn't. I know and trust that the gift will come. I know and trust that I will see kind of the, uh, the deeper understanding of this and how this gets played out. And, you know, it's kind of like, have you ever, uh, you know, have you ever been at a job and you lost the job, whether you got fired or you quit or you got laid off? And especially if it wasn't your choice, let's, let's say you didn't quit. Let's say you got laid off or you got fired. They downsized and you got let go. And you're thinking that your life is screwed right now, right? Like I don't have enough savings in the bank. I don't know how I'm going to buy food or pay the rent. 
I, I, I don't know how I'm going to find another job this fast. Oh my God, like uh, what's going to happen? And you start getting, you know, really nervous and scared and upset about what happened and how the future is going to look for you going forward over the next days, weeks, and maybe even months. And your mind is just racing and you're feeling all this stuff and you know, you're feeling angry and you're feeling hurt and you're feeling frustrated and, and maybe you even feel like you want to get back at your employer for doing you wrong. And then, I don't know, let's say a month later, you've gotten another job and it was an even better job. And you maybe make a little bit more money and you work with people that are really awesome to work with. And you look back at the old job and you're like, oh my God, I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. I'm so glad I have this job. Well, that's like, that's the gift, right? That's the piece that you got pushed off that other path with the old job. And you got this new job because you got put on this new path with these new people to work with in this new environment with this new company. And again, maybe the same money, maybe even a little more money, maybe better benefits, maybe better hours. And you look back and you're like, whew. Wow. And you just think of like, oh, I'm really lucky, but it's not luck. It's that part of your journey and evolution was to get off that old path, but you may not have ever made the choice to do it. So the universe, which is totally friendly and always for us, even when it seems against us, the universe is truly for us, kind of helped push you off that path onto this new path because you may not have taken the path on your own before. Well, that holds true for everything that happens in our in our day-to-day experiences, in our day-to-day life. And so when I took that breather then, and I looked at it, and here's the interesting thing. So my son had said from the beginning, he had this car about four and a half years. He was about six months away from paying it off. And from day one, he wasn't that crazy about it, but at the time that it happened, he had gotten into an accident with his old car. So yeah, I guess he has a bit of a hard time with not, you know, uh, with cars that, that don't get sold. They get trashed and totaled in the process. That's a learning lesson for him. This is his opportunity and part of his journey is to take a look at that. And and the accidents weren't his fault, but still, nonetheless, this is, you know, another totaled car. But at the time that he got this car, he wasn't super crazy about it. But it was a car and it was a vehicle to take him back and forth to work and it would suit his purposes fine. But he really loved the previous car much more, you know. And he didn't like this one as much. So when this happened, he said to me the other, yesterday, maybe it's because I was meant to get a new car, a different car, because I never really loved that car very much. And I said, maybe. And the, the interesting thing is that the insurance company on the total loss, uh, because of the kind, because of the nature of the accident and how bad it was, it's very clear from the get-go that the car is a total loss. And so the insurance company, although they'll have their adjuster go look at it at their salvage yard, they already know it's a total loss. And they already made an offer for a settlement for the total loss. And here, and get this, 
it's only like $2,000 less than what he paid for the car. Like, that's unheard of. If this had been pre-pandemic, he would not be getting the, va- the as much as he's getting back on the car. But because of the pandemic and the car shortages, the prices have gone way up for value, for market fair market value and resale value. And they're giving him actual value as to what he would have received had he sold the car outright in today's market. And because of the pandemic, it's much, much higher than it would have been previously. And so basically he got to use this car for the last four and a half years, basically for free, because he's basically getting back everything he put into it. And so when he found that out, I looked at him and said, isn't that something to be grateful for? And he's like, holy crap. Like, cause you just, it, that just doesn't usually happen. So already there's a bright spot in this negative thing that happened. And, and, and the other piece of it is that some other things came about from this accident from a personal nature on his side in his world that have become very clear cut now for him that had not been so clear cut before. And that is another positive bright spot. So the point is, is that we can always take a negative thing that happens, something tragic, something shocking, something unexpected, and we can trust that and have faith that there is a gift to be seen or multiple gifts to be seen in that. And sometimes we just have to look for them. And sometimes we have to just wait for them to evolve and unfold. And so now that I am about 24 hours past that, that 36 hour mark where I could take that breather, I have a different perspective about all of this. And I have a deep, deep level of gratitude for all of what I perceive to be the positives that have come out of this so far already, and even the negatives. And I honestly don't even really see some of what has happened as negative because I see the positive. And that's not the whole kind of Susie Sunshine living in la-la land, airy-fairy land, and just being like, look at everything through a positive lens. It's all positive. Like, I actually see some of the negatives that have happened, like the accident itself and a crushed, totaled car and him even being injured as a positive. Of course, I don't, you know, let me, let me clarify here, especially as his mom of course, I don't see him being hurt as a positive. I wish he didn't have pain and I wish he doesn't, didn't feel, you know, pain in his body and have been through this traumatic experience. But I cannot go back in time and control that and change that. So the fact is, it happened. This is what it is. And so because of that, although I want him to heal and recover and not be in pain, like, ever, or yesterday already and it's gone. It's not. And so I can look at that and say, even in this, because he's had to experience this, I can see that there's positive coming from it, even his physical pain. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful it's not worse than than it is. And it's not, you know, what 
the accident made it look like that it could have been. And so I would invite you to think about the things in your life day to day that you get frustrated at or you feel angry about or hurt by and to take a look and see as though it was kind of like a blanket wrapped around you, that anger, that hurt, that frustration, resentment, whatever the the emotion might be for you that is causing you some pain, I would invite you to to look at it as though it was a blanket kind of wrapped very tightly around you and it's got you held in its grips of feeling that particular emotion. And as though it was that blanket, just peel away the corner of the blanket. And if you were to peek underneath that, what other emotion might be there? And if you can allow yourself to get to a place of feeling a bit of gratitude for the journey that you're on and for what this negative experience or emotion or set of thoughts might be teaching you, you may just find that you can start to shift your perspective much faster and easier, not only in the moment now of dealing with whatever you're dealing with, but when something else in the future happens that kind of knocks you back into that kind of shock or drive mode kind of place so that you can shift the perspective much faster and easier and it doesn't cause you as much pain. This has been a bit of a scary, harrowing experience for my family. And yet, I have absolute gratitude for all of it and appreciation that it is teaching us things on this journey in life and in our evolution and our growth on this path. And even when we get knocked off the path we were on and we find ourselves in a new direction, and it's confusing or surprising or shocking or difficult to handle, we have the tools to kind of look at it through a different lens. And I would also then invite you that if kind of that helps you and works for you to kind of think of it like a blanket, and even if it doesn't, which is cool, then consider writing a gratitude journal every day. And it doesn't have to be 30 minutes of sitting down and writing down all the things you're grateful for. But just every day, you know, those little 99 cent um, spiral little tiny notebooks that are like pocket little notebooks that are the small little notepads. You can keep one of those in your car, in your purse, in your back pocket, at home, wherever, whatever. And every day, just write down five things that you're grateful for that day. Even if it's that I woke up, I am breathing today, and I have these awesome things happening today. Like it doesn't have to be this big deal stuff or this deeply spiritual or emotional stuff that you're grateful for. It could be that you had an awesome dream. It could be that it's getting cooler outside now if you don't like summer and it's getting cooler and you love the fall, that the leaves are starting to change and the nights are starting to get cooler. It could be a million and one things. But the idea is to maybe just jot down every day just five things that you're grateful for. I know I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that you tune in week after week to listen to my ramblings and to start learning and diving into a little bit more 
about who you are and appreciating the divinity of you, the humanness of you, the fact that you are alive on this planet at this time of our evolution for a reason, and that you have important things in this world to do and share, and you make impact every day, whether you realize it or not. And I'm grateful that you tune in, that you trust yourself, that you have a faith within yourself that says you are more than just your physical form and this humanness and this human experience that you're having. You are this beautiful divine being living in human form. And it really can be a life of happiness and joyfulness and gratitude and experience, even in the muck of things and the challenge of things and the heartache of things as you experience them, because you are this divinity in form and you're this humanness that is also aware of your spiritual expression. I wish you full expression over this next week to be who you are. Go live fully expressed as the divine being you are. I love you. I thank you for being here. I'm so grateful for you. And I'll see you next week. Ciao for now. You've been listening to The Spiritually Expressed Human, where conformity is not an option. Getting out of the box is critical. And spiritually expressed means becoming the badass of your life while attaining freedom and inner peace. If you're ready to start that process, go to SusanDesenzi.com and click on the free gift tab to get started. You can also get the link in the show notes. Thank you for being here. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. Until next time, be the spiritually expressed badass you are meant to be.